Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the BossCast podcast. I'm Ryan, a.k.a. DeBoss, and today I am joined with a special guest to discuss the Resident Evil series. Welcome, Dalton. What's up? It was really, it's really good to have you on the show here, man. I really appreciate it. So to kind of get us started and whatnot, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, anything interesting. Uh, well, I've been all around the country. Um, I come from a military family. Uh, originally, I'm from Illinois. I've lived in Hawaii, lived in Arizona, lived in South Carolina, lived in Georgia, and currently I'm living in Nevada. I've uh, been all around. Wow, that's some yeah. really cool stuff, to be honest. I haven't been to Nevada and whatnot much. The one time that I went there was on vacation a few years ago to California. I stopped in uh, Las Vegas at an airport briefly, but I've never visited the state, period, to be honest with you. Um, so you would have a better idea than I do of how the desert and everything else is out in that area. I don't know how that is specifically because I'm from a very rural area, <laughs> which is a lot of greenery. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I missed it about South Carolina because uh, I used to live out in the boonies, man, like uh, out in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by trees. I missed the beach. Nevada has no beaches. I, I live in northern Nevada, so uh, I'm in the capital, Carson City, small town. Um, pretty cold up here, though. I, I haven't been to Vegas yet because I, I moved here in October um, for work, but uh Wow, that's pretty yeah. cool too. This was um, this good to hear about like your where you came from and whatnot, and like uh, current living arrangements and whatnot. That's pretty nice. There was something I was curious about before we get into the meat of this episode, which is of course the Resident Evil stuff. But out of curiosity, uh, we had briefly talked before this. You said you had a YouTube channel that you used to do and Twitch. What kind of stuff did you used to do uh, when you did content creation a few years ago? Just gaming stuff. I would just play. Uh games and uh you know just have a good time doing that i guess um i, I would just play you know I, I played through like uncharted 4 um some other stuff it's been so long i don't really remember what i actually did but uh i, I tried to do some stuff with some other people at some point but uh that never really worked out because they always you know said oh man i'll, I'll be there for sure and they just weren't so uh -huh. I understand completely. I've tried to do multiple collaborations on YouTube over the years, and a lot of them have been successful, met some great people, but there are always those times where you have this big project idea, you want people involved, and then no one ever shows up for it. <laughs> so I understand completely there. But with that being said, let's jump right into the point of the episode, and that would be the Resident Evil game series. Now, I'll ask Dalton here in a minute, but... My experience with the Resident Evil series um, actually started fairly recently at the start of 2021. I originally started off my true Resident Evil experience when I played the RE2 remake, um, I believe in January or February of this year. From there, I loved the game. Absolutely fantastic experience. I didn't play the original on the PS1, although I do have it in my retro gaming collection. But um, the remake was a fantastic time. Since then, I've played the RE3 remake, Resident Evil 5, and seven uh prior to this year when i started becoming a major fan of the series i had originally played a little bit of resident evil 4 and i enjoyed what i played of it need to go back and play more of it obviously yeah. uh the only the only other experience of it that i had was when i was younger on the ps1 i played the original when i was a young kid i got to the very first zombie got scared and never played it uh until very recently so 
in my experience, wasn't very uh, good up until this year when it came to the series. But with that in mind, though, so I've picked up a lot more traction this year. But for you, Dalton, how did you get your start with experiencing the Resident Evil series, like the video games and whatnot? Man, that was back on PS1 for the uh, first game. Um, how old was I? I think it was like maybe six. I believe the first one, PS1. Mm-hmm. Um, I shouldn't have though, because you know I was six years old. But like, I, I don't know. As as long as I kept myself busy and didn't get into any trouble, like my parents didn't really mind too much what I played. You know, as long as there wasn't you know boobies or anything like that. But uh, of course. Yeah. So I started with Resident Evil One, and I moved my way up. Um. I would say my least favorite game in this series is probably, uh, well, in the main timeline, uh, it's probably Resident Evil 6, of course. I don't know if you played that one, but... Uh, I have not yet, but I've heard uh, horror stories. Uh, no exaggeration there about the game, so... Oh, yeah, like... I mean, I, I, a little bit of it's okay. Like, uh, I mean, the mercenaries mode is in there, of course. I don't know what you... I, I don't think you know what the mercenaries mode is. Uh, I mean, if you do, it's like a cooperative yeah like thing. a co-op yeah multiplayer. just yeah. killing zombies in a certain time limit that was pretty fun um, i'm glad they kept that in the six uh, because you had a lot of characters to choose from and then you know, the costumes and stuff but uh the main story was just full of quick time events and i don't like quick time events and resident evil games it made me feel like i was playing uncharted not resident evil and i and i love uncharted but it was like they were trying to mash, you know, trying to mash uh, both games into like one thing. I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Which is a a very fair point. Uh, like yeah. I said, I've heard Resident Evil Six. Uh, another thing, because um, that kind of leads into some things I'll ask here in a bit. But with, when it comes to Resident Evil Six, before the complete shifting gameplay for uh, when Resident Evil Seven rolled around, whenever they went with the first person perspective and they brought a more emphasis on the horror experience rather than the action experience. It was kind of interesting to me because that was the last real action-y Resident Evil game in the main series, and they included so many different campaigns with Leon, with Chris, with Ada. They brought in so much story to this game. But the problem with it is, from what I've seen of it, these stories either aren't very interesting or the gameplay has just been done before in previous games that are considered widely better, like RE4, RE5, that kind of thing. So RE6 is... There's a reason why it's considered the weakest title in the mainline series. Again, not counting any side games, because subjectively, uh, Resident Evil Survivor on the PS1 is probably one of the worst games in the Resident Evil series, period, uh, from what I've seen. (laughs) Oh no, uh, personally. Umbrella Core. Umbrella Core is definitely the worst one. That one yeah, that one doesn't look bad. I am not yeah, I think that would probably be worse. Survivor to me, um just kind of looked boring personally. But I would say RE6 though from the main series is just not that great all in all from what I've seen of it, no. which is kind of interesting to me. Which is um kind of brings me to a, another point there too. When it came to the Resident Evil series, how did you feel when they took the action-oriented approach from RE4 and RE5 and RE6 and changed it up in RE7? Oh, I, I was a fan of the of the change in RE7. Um, I mean, I was skeptical at first with a first-person point of view because I'm used to seeing my character and whatnot. And it was kind of weird not seeing you know, what Ethan really looked like besides when you're playing briefly as his wife. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and you see like the back of his body, but you don't really see his face, I don't believe, or it's probably like shadowed or something like it's, that. I think it's, it's, it's kind of obscured. I think yeah. the most you see his face is like that cargo ship scene where like uh, he's just about to get out of the mold when yeah. uh, he gets there. I think that's the most you see of him. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I like that I got back to, you know, um, the horror route of things. Not, you know, there wasn't too action y. Um, the. <sighs> see um i i did struggle with the uh the fight with jack baker though in the beginning where you're doing uh chainsaws and i died a couple of times during that fight because i didn't know what to do at first um because it was kind of difficult you know my first time in first person i, I don't really play too many first person games um like i, I haven't played call of duty for instance since like Advanced Warfare. I don't know how long ago that right. was, but uh, <laughs> it was a little bit ago. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, I loved it, and I'm excited for Village. Um, I played the uh, crazy time limit demos that they gave us in both of those days, and I'm I'm not gonna play the uh, full 60 one because I'm like I, I just wanna wait until the full game comes out so I can play more. Uh, but from what I played from those two brief demos, uh, it's it's really good. Um, I'm glad that they have better villain design for the uh, like I, gu I guess you would say minions because the mold are kind of you know just they they all look the same. They were also yeah they were better. yeah they were kind of yeah. samey like yeah yeah. But yeah. And, and then, it, it makes a lot of sense to me too, actually. Um, when it came, when it comes to RE8, it carries over a lot of elements from Resident Evil 7, gameplay perspective-wise. It also brings to the table like uh, a lot of elements from Resident Evil 4 as well, from yeah. what I've seen of the demo. Oh. Now, I haven't played the demo yet, but I have downloaded it, and I intend to play it uh, at some point before the game releases. Uh, at the time we're recording this, it's a slated to release May 7th, so it's approximately five days from now, something like that. Yeah. So. But when it comes down to it, they're combining elements, it seems like, of Resident Evil 7, and they have the inventory system with the briefcase from Resident Evil 4. Yep. They have the merchant system uh, when yep. it comes to Resident Evil 4 as well. They're bringing over a lot of elements here. Plus, instead of it being a generic zombie game, uh, no, I shouldn't say generic, but instead of it being where a pharmaceutical company has a virus that turns people into zombies and mutated monsters. They're going for a more supernatural element this time with werewolves, with vampires, with all sorts of gothic themes that Resident Evil really hasn't seen for its monsters before. And it's something I think could breathe fresh air into the series. I'm curious to see how they do it and explain all of it, but I'm very hyped for the game. I have my but, theories. I, I have my theories. I, I think oh, so. Go, uh, oh, I go mean, ahead. Oh, man, I could go on and on for like maybe days but uh some of them are <laughs> i i still think it's connected to the umbrella corporation because you, you do have chris in there and he's with the that's new, true too yeah you, you you have blue umbrella and they're trying to be like a better version of umbrella this time around um and um i, I think chris is probably um going undercover and he's acting like a villain so he can figure out what's going on so that's probably why he you know, quote unquote, kills Mia in the beginning of the game. Yeah, quote unquote. Because I, it kind of sounds stupid that you. I mean, there's two different endings in RE7. You you can either rescue Mia or uh, uh, what's the other girl's name again? I forgot. Zoe. Yeah, Zoe. 
So they're going with the Mia ending, of course. So I'm like, it seems kind of stupid that they would kill her off early in the next game when you save her ass. You know, you go through all that shit just to save her at the end, you know, seven. Yeah. I don't know. So either she's still infected or that's not her or maybe he and her. I don't, I don't know. But uh, I, I don't believe she's really dead. Um, and then, you know, the plot of the game is you're trying to find your 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 daughter, um, Rose. Um, and apparently she's kidnapped by Lady Miranda, I think it was. Yeah, I think it's it's yeah. uh, Mother Miranda, and Mother I think Miranda, it's yeah. Lady, uh, the, the main I can lady that ever... Name. Yeah, Dremit. Dr- I'm gonna butcher this so bad. Uh, Lady Demisetru, Scratchu, something like. I, I'm not yeah. getting this right at all. But okay. the point is, uh, Demis. I, yeah, I'm not even gonna try. Uh, the point is, though, it, the tall vampire lady. <laughs> yeah, with the big ass, and big titties. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. That the whole the internet is just yeah. exploding over the character design. I'll tell you. Yeah. But I will say though, from what I'm seeing, RE8 is shaping up to be a good game. Those are sound theories, and I do agree with like Chris, for example, being undercover. I feel like that just goes against his entire character arc because throughout all of these games he's been in, Code Veronica, Resident Evil Five, Resident Evil Revelations, you know, all of these mainline games he's been in. And all the threats and villains he's taken down. Why in the world at the start of RE8 when he saved Mia and Ethan at the end of Resident Evil 7. Why would he suddenly decide, alright, so I'm going to abduct Ethan, kill Mia, and then deliver the, his daughter to the head of a village. Uh, which essentially has its own cult. Like, that makes no sense. So I agree with the undercover theory. I think that's pretty sound. And, I suppose uh, we'll, yeah. yeah some others. Um, I don't. You know, from the most recent uh, trailer that came out, you know, at the end of it, where you see, uh, or Ethan's in, uh, I forgot what it was, it was some, like, I don't know what the area is exactly, but there's, like, a uh, man in there with him, and then you see Curtis standing, you know, around, too, and mm-hmm. uh, I, like, that man is wearing, like, uh, like, a mask or something, I don't know what it is, like, some weird headpiece, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, it's like a spy gl- it's like a bunch of spy glasses or binoculars on it or something like that. And I'm thinking that might be Leon. Because it, Ooh, good theory. Um you know, like you said, um it, it's drawing inspiration from four and you know, Leon is a protagonist in four. So mm-hmm. uh, I mean there's some theories out there that he might be in this one. Uh there's also theories that Ada Wong is in this one because you know both of those characters are pretty much intertwined. Uh pretty much. Know. Um so I'm um, I'm thinking it's either Leon or it could be Jake Mulder, uh, you know Albert's son from Six. Yeah, yeah, Wesker's son from Resident Evil Six. Yeah, um, because no one knows what happened to him after Six. Like he just you know drove off on a kind of, Yeah, just kind of vanished off into the horizon, kind of thing. And I I, I did kind of like him. I thought he was pretty cool. Um, but like I don't know. I I think they should have you know did this. They should have done the story better in six. Uh, yeah, <laughs> seeing Wesker have his own kick-ass son. Um, th- those parts of the game were pretty actiony with him and Sherry Birkin, um, mm-hmm. because there's like this one scene where you're both escaping from this facility and you don't have a gun with you at the time and you're just uh, brawling with your hands and feet, uh, you know, just punching and kicking and stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I'd like to see him return again because I, I do like the uh, 
the Wesker stuff. Um, he has, you know, Wesker, like not just him, but you know, he has like a like a sister. You know, he has um, like uh, he's a pretty important figure in all the games. Um, oh yeah, absolutely, he is Wesker. Um, I know he he died at the end of Resident Evil Five, um, and a lot of people have been wanting him to come back in the series because yeah. Resident Evil as a series. Apparent, uh, the popular consensus is from the community that Wesker was like the best villain this series has oh, produced, yeah. better yeah. than any of the other villains that have been. I guess second place would probably be like the Lost Illuminados from Resident Evil 4 would probably be like the second runner up. But outside of that, though, Wesker has been the most consistent and interesting villain this series has produced. It, it kind of leads me into another thing, too, because we have so much variety with stuff like characters and whatnot throughout the games. This is a very debated opinion, uh, which I'm very curious to hear from you about uh, someone who's also a Resident Evil fan of the games you've played and the experiences you have. What would you say, aside from RE6, has been the best game in the series you've played and the worst oh man that's really difficult um so besides re6 being the worst that i've played i mean um operation Reckon city is pretty shitty that's another action <laughs> game. i've heard that one too and it's like an alternate timeline where you're playing as you know members of the um, burla corporation and you're killing witnesses who know about, you know, Umbrella um, releasing the virus or, you know, creating the virus and whatnot. And then in the game, if I remember correctly, I believe you can kill Leon in the, in the game, which makes no fucking sense. I'm like, what? But uh, I, I haven't played that game in so long. Um, but yeah, besides six, that one was the worst. And then best, I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I love, I love two. And I love the remake of two. Um, and I also love, I, I like Zero. No one really talks about Resident Evil Zero that much. Uh, mm, that's a very different opinion there, to be honest. A lot of people, from what I've seen of RE Zero, people enjoyed the game, but they found the story really unnecessary and one thing that perplexed me with the gameplay mechanics of the game was the fact that they didn't have item boxes um i haven't played the game personally but from what i've seen you have to leave items on the floor and then come back for them from a later area and you can't storm anywhere else like key items herbs um bullets you know that kind of thing mm -hmm. i don't know um i i enjoyed it um I'm probably a weirdo for saying that, but uh, yeah, yeah it's I, everyone has a it's a different take, and that's the thing that keeps like the Resident Evil series fresh for a lot of people is what what someone might call one game as horrible, someone else might get a lot of enjoyment out of. Unless it's Operation Raccoon City, that game looks like complete crap, all yeah. in all. <laughs> like it, it doesn't look very good from what I, even I've seen. Period, and the community opinion is pretty solid on that too. For for mine, it's a weird thing because I've experienced a handful of games in the series and I haven't played all the mainline games at this point, as well as some of the side games from my personal playing experience though, if I had to pick the worst game that I've personally played, not seen, because if I'm going off of what I've seen, it's either Resident Evil survivor or, um, or E six from what I've seen. But if I had to go with one that I've played, this is going to be a very unpopular opinion. Well, maybe to an extent I'm, I hate to say it. I think I might 
it's between the RE3 remake and Resident Evil 5 for mine. And that's not saying that they're bad games. All the games in the series that I've listed for me personally are all fantastic games. All of them are great in their own right. Some are better than others, I think, but none of them are bad video games. But as a Resident Evil game, though, it's a bit different because I'm on the fence about it for a few reasons. One, Resident Evil 5 is a great experience. I really enjoyed the story. The gameplay is really good. I know the co-op experience is what everyone really loves about it, but I played the sing- I played the single-player campaign because I have no friends and no life, so I couldn't play with anyone. That's just a lie. However, <laughs> in all seriousness, um, I played the single-player experience, and while I enjoyed the game as a whole, and I definitely enjoyed Wesker as the villain in it, mm-hmm. I must admit, when you're playing single-player, from that experience, Sheva is not a great partner to have as an AI. I agree. It is absolutely not. Uh, she is better suited for carrying your healing items and your ammo with you. Yeah. I tried my best throughout the entire game to make sure both characters were supplied with enough ammo, with enough um, guns, with uh, actual, like, the stun rod breaks the game. I can tell you that right now. I found out later on. Like, toward the end, the stun rod just completely breaks it. So I ended up going with the stun rod uh, because Sheva couldn't really do too much, admittedly, uh, as an AI. That experience, that kind of dulled the experience toward the end for me, but it didn't make it a bad game. Um, so Resident Evil 5 would be a contender for it, but it's not an awful game. Um, like I said, I my opinion might change on that if I would have played the co-op experience with it. But the single-player experience wasn't as great as like the RE2 remake for me. The RE3 remake, however, that game looks beautiful. The story is pretty much the same from the original, except there's a lot of cut content, unfortunately, from what I'd seen too, which really sucks. Uh, the game as a whole, though, my biggest issue with the RE3 remake, aside from anything else, was the length. The length of the game, I can tell you the RE2 remake, as different as the gameplay was, lasted quite a while longer than the RE3 remake. And it's not even just because of those two campaigns. It's Leon's campaign alone is the length pretty much of RE3 with everything included in it. And I think that's the biggest drawback of the of Resident Evil 3. I I don't know what it is, but they just didn't include so much content from the original PS1 release, and I'm honestly surprised. And the role of Nemesis in this game was severely diminished from what it was in the original as well. He appears as a few action set pieces and uh, some really cool boss fights here and there, but he didn't really pursue you that much around bigger open levels like it did in the original. And that was something that was a big draw of Nemesis. Like, that was a big thing on the original PlayStation 1. That being... Yeah, that being said, however, it still doesn't make it a bad game by any means. It's just more disappointing. Even to someone who didn't play the original, it still disappointed me because I saw the content that could have been. Not a bad game, but it's just not as good as what I think it could have been. That being said, however, though, my favorite game so far would probably be... I haven't played RE4 very much, so I guess I can't make a solid judgment, but I must admit I love the RE... It'd be between the RE2 remake and Resident Evil 7. Both games were fantastic to me, and I loved the experience with both of them. So I'd probably go with one of the two there if I had to pick mine. Yeah, I, I agree with uh, you on, on the th- uh, 3 remake. I beat that game in three hours. Um... Oh, wow. Three hours? Wow, that was quicker than me. I beat it in three hours, um, and I was pissed off because they cut out the clock tower, and the clock tower was my favorite area of the, of, of the game. Uh, 
and they cut out the puzzles as well. Like they had a little bit of puzzles in the remake, but they are pretty damn simple. Just you know, go over here, try to find like a uh, lock for this door. That's basically it. Uh, and Resident Evil is also well known for their puzzles. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was really disappointed that they cut out clock tower puzzles, Nemesis following you around, um, and I mean, the graphics though are pretty good. That's what you know kept me in, and I'm kind of pissed off that they sold the game for fucking sixty dollars. And I, I got into that, like I, I pre-ordered the game on disc, and I have it on disc. I'm kind of pissed that I spent sixty on this game that I'll never probably play ever again. Because I, I was kind of disappointed with the length. I'm like, there's nothing to to get back to. Like, there's no. Uh, multiplayer to keep me in like no mercenaries mode there's no other campaign there's no really reward for playing it again either i'm like what's the point um no deal yeah which is pretty fair actually there's with when it comes to the re3 remake which has been regarded as like a not bad but disappointing game in the series i can definitely tell you there is little to no replay value other than extra modes like i don't know if they have the tofu mode back in the re3 remake like or uh, playing as hunk in the game they might even have those modes but i don't think that justifies paying 60 dollars for it now when i bought the game i bought it uh, around new year's actually i bought it on the first of this year uh which is going which is five months ago now or wait yeah four or five months ago now i bought it on sale for about 20 i think it was like 20 bucks i bought it on sale for not to diminish your purchase of it or anything like that but i'm glad i caught it on sale then at the time because capcom does frequent like um, microsoft store deals and whatnot on certain games but I can even tell you $60 is just not worth the content that the game provides. It's too short. It cuts out too much content and it could have been so much more. The RE2 remake, if, okay. So the big selling point of the RE3 remake was nemesis nemesis being this big imposing figure sent by umbrella to kill all the members of stars. In this case, tracking Jill throughout the entire game. What made RE3 on the original PS1 so great from everything I've seen was the fact that you had multiple encounters with him. He followed you around. It added to the horror and just the overall gameplay experience because you always had this guy who you couldn't kill. You couldn't keep him down for very long. He would constantly follow you around, and he would kill you if you got careless. But in the RE3 remake, like I said, just a few action set pieces and a few boss fights, and that's about it. The RE2 remake did a much better job with this with Mr. X. That was a much better interpretation of someone like Nemesis because he follows you around the police station. He never stops. You have to avoid him wherever you go. He appears in multiple areas, and he he never stays down either. You Even if you shoot his hat off, he just becomes more aggressive. They did a much better job with a side tyrant in the form of Mr. X than a main tyrant in Resident Evil 3 for that remake. And that's saying something, especially considering the quality and length compared between the two games. Definitely. Um, and I was happy that they kind of did that again with, um, well, I mean, you know, with uh, Seven. You know, they had Jack following you around a lot. Yeah, that's true, too. There was like two or three different areas of the house he'd follow you. Yeah, and then I, I've been hearing, um, well, like in the demo, she doesn't follow you around in the demo. But um, in Village, um, I, I cannot say her name, so I'm just going to say Lady D, um, you know, uh, I heard she's gonna follow you around a lot, like Mr. X did. I hope that's true because that would scare the. Sh I mean, I don't know if it would really necessarily scare me because of the character's design, like we discussed earlier. But uh, um, 
maybe her uh, henchwoman, I would say. Uh, the uh, other. I think her daughters, her, I think they are. I, I, I don't think they're actually her biological daughters. Um, uh, her. Okay, okay we'll, we'll go with like her vampiric like assistance or something like that. Like, like the plan. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, her group. Yeah. Uh, they look more terrifying uh, because when I play yeah. the uh, when I play the castle demo, which was the second demo, um, you have the blonde one following you around, and she kind of looks like Amanda Seyfried. I don't know if you know who she is, the actress. Um, she was in like T- Ted Two. She replaced Mila Kunis in that movie. Um, uh, I'm not. F- I'm familiar with like her roles, but not like her name. If that makes sense. Yeah. So she kind of looks like her with the eyes and whatnot. I don't know if they've modeled the character after her or, or something but uh um no I, I think they modeled her after this one this one um woman but i think she passed away this year i believe yeah which uh, was an unfortunate news especially considering the development of resident evil and whatnot yeah but i mean she kind of looks like her um and and she followed me around in the demo so i'm kind of thinking um not just lady d but i'm pretty sure all those other uh, vampire ladies are, are going to be following around at different points of the game. So you're, you're going to have multiple villains following around, which is kind of, you know, that, that's a way different approach to just have one, you know, following you around the whole game. You have different ones with probably different abilities following around, and you have to probably figure out what they do to, you know, maneuver around the castle and whatnot. You also have... Um, I am pretty shitty with names with, with the village characters, but uh, the guy with the glasses, uh, who I'm pretty sure is a werewolf. Um, you know the guy with the hat and the glasses? Um, vaguely from oh Heisenberg. Heisenberg, yeah. Yeah, he's the sure. yeah he's the leader of like the werewolves. I'm pretty sure he's gonna follow you around too. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I think it the from what I understand with the RE three, uh, not RE three, the uh, Resident Evil Village. I'm pretty sure it's broken down to like four or five different areas, and in each area you encounter like a main faction of the village. For example, um, Lady D and her like group of like uh, vampiric ladies in like the castle. Then you have Heisenberg with his, um, I think lythanthropes or i think that's the term for werewolf yeah i think that's the first area you go into from the trailers and i think there's like two other groups that you have to fight off against as well so i think you're right i think he does he he probably will follow you around at first i wouldn't be surprised if chris followed you around too at one point yeah i wouldn't be yeah if it turns out like chris is like infected by like turning into a werewolf kind of thing and like there's a segment where you get chased by Chris throughout parts of the level or like throughout the game or something like that. Like he's slowly transforming and he's like doing it, to, like get a cure. This has been like a theory I've seen floating around. Like Chris is doing all of this because they're interested in Ethan's daughter for, from the sound of it, some kind of ritual from like the one trailer where she was talking with mother Miranda. So my theory in that regard is I think for Chris, if he really has turned in a way, if he's not undercover, he's doing it to, I've seen theories like rescuing Claire to bring her back. She's been captured yeah, or he's trying to get like a cure or something like that because he's slowly transforming into a werewolf. Mm-hmm. I've also seen some uh, pretty uh, bonkers theories that are just comedic. I don't think they're real at all, but there's some silly ones out there where Chris is just doing this with Ethan. So that way he can see if Ethan's been enough to carry on the, uh, Redfield bloodline so he can you know impregnate you know his sister and carry on the bloodline because Chris might <laughs> die in this game so it's an, it's stuff an, like that yeah 
interesting theory. Chris dying, maybe, I think. I mean, not carrying on the Redfield bloodline, like testing him. Like, I don't think that's accurate at all. No. Chris dying, though, mm, maybe. I mean, the way that they're portraying Chris is Chris has been through this entire series. He's dealt with so many threats in many of the video games. And at this point, canonically, he is pretty old when the time Resident Evil 8 rolls around. And he's been, he's been with the BSA for the longest time since like before re5 like after code veronica so for all we know maybe he'll end up like that you never know i don't know what do you think i i think he i mean i would hate to see him die because he's been in the games i think he's been in the games most than any other character i believe um yeah He's like not just playable wise, but like cameo wise. Um, I, I think he's been in most of the games, rather, you know. Um, so I, I would hate to see him go, but I can see it happening, I guess, if he's, you know, actually turned, um, you know, into a lichen and he's not able to control it. Maybe Ethan has to put him down near the end of the game or something, or I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Or hell, like uh, like you were saying, having Claire pop up in the game, um, maybe she has to put him down. I I don't know. Um, if he were to die, I could see something really sad. I I could see maybe Claire possibly putting him down. It would kind of suck to see Ethan putting him down because they're not really friends or anything. They don't, don't really know each other too well, besides you know the ending of seven. Um, but uh, I don't know. Either Claire puts him down, Ethan puts him down, or uh, he kills himself. I could see that too. I, I could see him doing something, uh, you know, heroic. Maybe he doesn't want to kill Ethan or, or something, and he, he just kills himself, or I don't know. But um, I am hearing that uh, this is also a part of a trilogy of games, so I'm hearing there's going to be a ninth game with Ethan. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean... Maybe he doesn't die. Maybe he's part of nine as well, or I don't know. But um, I, I've also been hearing that Ethan dies in this game too from some people, which I don't really believe. Um, makes no sense. Yeah, that, yeah, it wouldn't make much sense in the context of the story. I've heard the news of a trilogy, and I think that's probably pretty accurate. Yeah. I must admit, though, when it comes to the idea of Ethan as this new character, who even if even though he's the central protagonist of RE8, that's only two mainline games, and we barely know anything about Ethan other than what was provided in the game so far. Like, there's, it wouldn't make much sense to kill off a new mainline character um, in Resident Evil 8, especially if they're making a ninth entry. Uh, so it wouldn't make too much sense there. And that kind of brings me to a major, like one of the final major questions I wanted to ask you, and this is something coming from the Resident Evil community, something that, is a very popular opinion, but one that's debated by a lot of people as well. Do you think Resident Evil 4 was the peak of the series, and it is one of the best video games of all time? Um... Because there are so many people that vouch for this opinion, and has been widely spread. It's basically commonplace in gaming history at this point now. I mean, I'm kind of torn between 4 and 2. I enjoy both of them equally. The only, th- there are some parts of four that I really hate because uh, fucking Ashley. I really hated protecting Ashley uh, because she's pretty useless in the game. She doesn't really do anything, and you know you'll have the infected try to kidnap her while you're playing the game and whatnot. And 
Um, I mean, once you beat the game, I forgot. I think I, I forgot what difficulty it was, but uh, you can unlock like a suit of my armor for her, I believe, and just equip that onto her, so that way she doesn't really take any damage or anything. But she's pretty useless as a character. Um, so that's, that's one thing about four I don't like actually being in the game. Um, screaming for Leon's help all the time. That kind of really annoyed me. Um, I don't know. I'm torn between two and four. Two didn't really have any annoying characters like that. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's a hard choice. Which is a fair enough statement. Um, like I said, I've played the first... I divide Resident Evil 4 in my mind up into like the three main areas. The village, the castle, and then the uh, laboratory island. I played through the village and I started the castle, but I never went back to it. And that was like two years ago. And I need to go back and play the game, and I intend to try to like later in the year. Um, once I have a few other games and whatnot under my belt and you know when I get around to it. But in general, though, from what I played of RE4, it was a really good game. I, it hooked me, especially as someone who was never, before this year, never really in-depth into Resident Evil. It was something that made me want to go and check out more of the series at some point, and I enjoyed the experience as a whole. I haven't really gotten to some of the more annoying Ashley escort missions yet, or even the parts where she's constantly kidnapped throughout the story, and then... Mm-hmm. You know, the members of Los Illuminados always try and kidnap her and everything else. I haven't gotten to that point yet. But I will say the gameplay experience was very enjoyable. But I have to admit, though, too, something also just resonated with me about the RE2 remake. Uh, it was something, I don't know, it was it was very addicting, very methodical, and very well-crafted and thought out, especially for a remake of a PlayStation 1 game. So I honestly couldn't really give an opinion much either, to be honest. Mine's mostly just because I have little to no experience yet with 4 until I go back and properly play it. But I will say, I was just curious because that is the game, like the defining point of survival horror games, video games in general, and Resident Evil games for a lot of people out there in the industry. And it's it's absolutely insane. This game has just such status. It's been re-released on every console and even mobile device under the sun at this point. In VR recently. And yeah, that's right. VR as well. That is correct. I, I've been hearing that the uh, might remake for um, as the next remake. Uh, I, they don't. I mean, I could see it. It's already for, in my opinion, from what I've seen, it doesn't need a remake. It no. really, it's been, re, it's been re-released on everything, and the game itself is fine enough where it doesn't need it. It doesn't need updated. Exactly. If any other game in the series needs a remake, I mean, the first game has been remade a couple of times. You know, on like GameCube and whatnot. Um, like hell, I, I even own um, one on my PS4. So. That's how I, you know, replayed it most recently was on my PS4. Um, I think they should remake Code Veronica. Yes, absolutely. Which I doubt they will do, though, for some stupid reason. Um, yeah, it's weird that Capcom, they barely ever acknowledged the game. Code Veronica was, for those of you out listening who didn't know, was originally supposed to be the third game canonically in the series, where, yeah. uh, where Nemesis was supposed to be a side game. But for some reason, and I... As, mu- as great as Nemesis looks, I think Code Veronica, especially for the story with the involvement of Claire, with Wesker's character progression, with the threats they dealt with, with Chris and everything else, especially with them being reunited following up from 2, that should have been the third Resident Evil game. Instead of it being a, a side game, it should have been the main third entry, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. And that's a game from what I've seen. 
it looks like a really good Resident Evil title and a good game. But if anyone deserves it, it's Code Veronica of the original Resident Evils. Definitely. Um, they did have kind of a remake. Of, well, it was kind of like a remaster of sorts. Code Veronica X, uh, which was like a little bit of an updated version of the game. Uh, but I, yeah, I had that version of the game on PS2. So that's how I played through Code Veronica. Hmm. I had the X version on PS2. I enjoyed it. Um, I I kind of didn't like the, um, like I said, I'm kind of bad with names. Um, her partner in the game who's this guy on his way to like, Steve. Either, like, yeah, Steve. He was on his way to like prison or jail or something. And then, you know, he gets intertwined into this. And I didn't really like him too much, but. Uh, yeah, it's a very popular opinion with this game as well. They don't like his voice acting or anything either. No, he's pretty whiny. Um, yeah, <laughs> that sounds right. Other than him, like they could just come cut him out of the remake if they ever decide to do a remake. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, that game needs to be remade in a probably zero. Um, you know, uh, up, you know, do a remake with zero, have an actually uh, have an actual inventory in zero. Um, because I, I did enjoy that game. It was interesting to see more of the uh, origins of Umbrella and whatnot. Um, so I really hope Zero gets remade. I doubt it, though, because not too many people really have played Zero. Or there are some people who are just casual fans of the game, and then you just believe, you know, it's from 1 through a 7. Some some people don't know there's a Zero out there, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Zero and Code Veronica, in my opinion, need remakes. Um, Net six, six mm. no, five <laughs> no, four no. Um, spinoff wise, I would say maybe Outbreak. I don't know if you ever heard about Outbreak. But, yeah, I actually own Outbreak on the PS2. I don't have the second one though. Yeah, so Outbreak was their like a, attempt of doing um, online. You know, Resident Evil Online, and I could never figure out how to play PS2 games online at the time you know, when I was a kid. Um, so I played it by myself, and it was okay. Um, and then they had like the uh, those real shooting games as well. They had um, when I had a Wii, they had the Dark Side Chronicles, which um, I. Th- which was like a combination of some of the games, but they made it into a, like a rail shooter. So you're not really moving around at all. You're just shooting the zombies on the screen. But um, yeah, that one was okay. Um, not the greatest. I mean, it was pretty fun for a rail shooter. Um, then what other spinoffs were there? There was uh, Dark see Umbrella Chronicles, Dark Side Chronicles, Survivor, the Outbreak games. There was a Dead Aim. That was another. Uh, it was another light gun shooter game as well. It was a, uh, Survivor actually was a light gun shooting game uh, as well, from what I understand. Yeah. Um, what were some of the other side games in the series? Uh, Operation Raccoon City, but we don't talk about that one then. No, we don't. We don't cover that one. I, I played a little bit of it. I don't own it, but I played a little bit of it. Uh, I don't know why they went that route. Uh, trying to make a PvP. It was like they're trying to make their own version of Rainbow Six Siege. That's what it looked like. Because Rainbow Six Siege, you know, it's really 
popular. So I'm pretty sure they were trying to do something similar and trying to make a profit, but it just turned out really shitty. It just, it just didn't work, period. You know, didn't. There were zombies in the game, but they don't really do much. You're just, you're kind of like there to kind of throw you off of killing the other players, but they're, yeah, they're pretty damn useless. They don't really do anything. Uh, that sounds all right. Yeah. Um, so now I'm seeing, I mean, I don't, play Rainbow Six Siege. I can't really get into shooters anymore. They're all just, I don't know, they're all generic to me nowadays. Uh, but I, I saw that Rainbow Six Siege is getting like a, a spin, like a zombie spin-off game. Uh, <laughs> all in Resident Evil formula. Probably, yeah. They're probably copying Resident Evil now. Um, or Call of Duty, I would say, because, you know, Call of Duty has zombies. True. So, <laughs> I don't know. Um, man, um, what I'd like to see is, though, since I do like Mortal Kombat, I'm kind of surprised that, like, Nemesis or Mr. X haven't, you know, been, like, a, uh, yeah, that's a, from Mortal Kombat. That that's a weird thing. I mean, the closest that, from what I've seen, the closest Resident Evil has ever gotten to the fighting game genre was, like, Marvel versus Capcom. Um, I've played the other, the older games, like, uh, the first one, second one, the third one, they look really good. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, which I played last year, I can tell you is a very bland and generic fighting game. I'm it is not... It. It's not where I'm... Be glad you didn't. I played it through the Xbox Game Pass, and I can tell you that I did not enjoy it very much. <laughs> it was a, It's a very generic game. The story isn't interesting. The characters look terrible in some regards especially chris chris's design looks awful in the game it's the 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 fighting's not interesting neither are the arenas it's just a mess all in all i would steer clear of marvel versus capcom infinite and play the first three. Oh yeah i i uh used to own two on the ps2 and that one had so many characters man like I, I used to have a blast playing that with my with my sister. I, I have young I have a younger sister, and uh, that's how we would get along. Sometimes we would play um, some games together. She wasn't really into gaming back then. Now she kind of is, but she only plays Call of Duty, uh, which you know I, I can't get back into. Just copy and paste, copy and paste. Uh, but she, I mean, we did used to play Marvel vs. Capcom 2 together a lot, um, and I, I did enjoy that one. But yeah, I'm kind of surprised that, you know, fighting game-wise, like, they haven't used any of these Resident Evil characters in a Mortal Kombat game because, you know, they're pretty uh, bloody. I mean, Resident Evil is pretty bloody. I, I, I mean, yeah, it would, I it would fit for sure. Yeah, I, I could definitely see Nemesis or Mr. X or uh, maybe, like, some of the human characters, maybe Chris. Oh, no, actually, like, Wesker would work in there, definitely. Yes. Yeah, Wesker is one of the main characters in the series that's a human that has superhuman abilities to begin with. So, yeah. why not? <laughs> um, I mean, hell, we have freaking Spawn, we have Joker in 11, we have, we almost had Ash Williams from, you know, the Evil Dead movies, but I think they scrapped him, unless if they decide to do a third DLC pack at some yeah. point. Man, they even put Rambo they even yeah. put Rambo in MKL. <laughs> That's yeah. saying something. And Robocop. And, and Ro yeah, and Robocop. So I don't see why Resident Evil couldn't make it in as a possible fighter. Or possible fighters. 
Oh, also because different stu I mean, uh, yeah, different studios. I could see that you would have to pay um, money to the creators, of course. Um, like for Joker, it was easy because you know uh, WB is partnered with DC, so that's how that worked. Spawn is kind of like a DC property. He's like an Image Comics character, and Image Comics is a DC property as well, so that's how he's able to go in there. Rambo, I believe, is a Warner Brothers property. That's why he's in there. Same thing with Robocop. Um, and that's how we also had, you know, like the horror movie icons and MKX. You know, we had Jason. We had Alien. We had Predator. We had Leatherface. Um, yeah. Because those are characters owned owned by mm -hmm. Warner Brothers, so that's uh, that's probably why they would probably have to, uh, you know, ask Capcom for permission to use one of their characters and pay. Yeah, and I I bet you the price tag would probably not be cheap, especially licensing out one of their most popular game series and one of the most popular game series of all time. Period. I yeah. doubt it would be cheap, especially to bring any of the mainline characters into it. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm kind of getting into Mortal Kombat territory right now, and this is Resident Evil. <laughs> I can, I can but talk either way, you know, it, it, I, I'm sure you could probably talk about Mortal Kombat for a while, because from what I've seen, you're, you're really into the Mortal Kombat series. And But it's a cool idea, though, that you had brought up about bringing Resident Evil characters into something like a fighting game scene like Mortal Kombat, mm -hmm. especially since it's already been in fighting game series like Marvel vs. Capcom. So there's no reason why it couldn't possibly one day do that. So if any developers of this series from Mortal Kombat are listening to this, please contact Capcom and get Resident Evil characters in here. If you are listening to this podcast, please share it on your social media. <laughs> no, but for real though, it's a very novel idea and I very much enjoy the idea of it as well that being said however this podcast episode has been going for about 50 some minutes at this point actually this is one of the longer episodes i've done so far but that's a, talking. i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure but to keep this a reasonable length for you people at home um i'm gonna call it here especially since we've had so much great conversation so far dalton do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to give out to the audience here about what we've talked about today um hmm. not that i can think i mean i literally just said i can talk a whole lot more but uh i don't want to waste too much time um now, like you said, if um, if any of the uh, people who work on Mortal Kombat are listening to this, or if Capcom is listening to this, um, please try to add, please, for the love of God, try to add Nemesis or Mr. X or someone uh, decent enough from the Resident Evil franchise to Mortal Kombat, because that would work pretty damn well. Um, I, like I said, Wesker would work. With you know his different uh, superhuman fighting fighting abilities, um, you know he's he's pretty fast. Uh, yeah, super strength. He's pretty damn smart too. Um, he's like a weapons master too. Um, or you know you can throw the tyrant in there uh, because big monster looking guy, um, pretty indestructible, pretty scary. Um, and he you know he has different like. Uh, arm attachments and stuff. Um, you know, he, he can handle a fucking rocket launcher. Um, 
heavy machine guns, stuff like that. Um, just don't make him look like Nemesis from the fucking movies. That, uh, God, I, I hated the Resident Evil movies, besides the first one. Uh, one was Nemesis, which I believe was the second movie. Yeah, uh, no. Um, but uh, hopefully, speaking of movies, I don't know if you've heard, but uh, the new movie comes out, I believe, in July, I believe, this year. Yeah, I think um, it's July or November, something like that. I think, no- well, it might be releasing in July, like on streaming services, but theatrically, I think it's November 24th. Yeah, I'm um, glad I have HBO Max. Um, yeah, which is a good thing there. Yeah. And casting-wise, I'm kind of torn. I like some of the casting, some of the casting I'm kind of eh with. Um, so, like, for instance, the girl playing Claire Redfield, I'm really bad at pronouncing names, too, but her first name is Kayla, last name I cannot pronounce for the life of me, but she was in the movie Crawl, where she's fighting off alligators when her city gets flooded. I saw that movie in theaters, pretty good survival movie, so I could definitely see her as Claire. Uh, for Chris, we have... Uh, Robbie, Amel. Robbie Amel, I believe. Yeah, uh, Green, you know the guy who played Green Arrow and Arrow, you know his brother. Uh, mm. Bruce played Firestorm in the Flash. Um, until yeah, he was killed off. Um, he, he's done some action things, so I can kind of see him as Chris. Um, and uh, Leon Wise, um, we had this dude who I've never heard of before. I've probably seen him in something because I watched a lot of movies too. Um. Casting for Leon, I think, is meh, I guess. Uh, he doesn't really look like Leon to me, but hopefully he can pull it off. Uh, then we have um, Jill in there, um, being played by, I can never pronounce her name. Um, I'm not even looking this stuff up. I'm trying to memorize who's playing them. Uh, wow, that's pretty impressive. We have the girl from um, Ant-Man and the Wasp. She played Ghost in that movie, so she can be playing Jill. Um, and I've only seen her in that movie, so I hope she does a good job. Um, Wesker, I forgot who's playing Wesker. I forgot the, I forgot the face, I forgot the name. Uh, who's playing Wesker? I couldn't, I don't remember the guy's name offhandedly, to be honest with you. Let me pull this up real quick. But, uh, while I pull this up, the guy playing, um, uh, Dr. Birkin, I believe it is, um, is the guy who played Damien Dark in the Arrowverse. So he's going to be playing him. I'm trying to remember who else is in the movie. Um, let me see. Uh, uh, oh, my autocorrect is stupid. That's all right. I'm just very um, interested in the casting Tom choice. Hopper, Tom Hopper. Um, and I've seen him something. Where is he from? Tom Hopper. Tom Hopper. Interesting acting choice. Definitely uh, very diverse cast of characters we got. Oh, yeah. He's in the Umbrella Academy. I don't know if you've seen that show. He's the, I've uh, seen parts of it here. here yeah, there. he's the big hairy guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a big dude. Um, let me pull up the whole cast. Uh Um, oh yeah, we have Ada Wong's going to be in the movie uh, with this actress I've never heard of. Um, 
Oh, they're making, um, you know, Irons, the uh, the cop who dies in like Resident Evil One. Yeah, the uh, I think uh, I think he was from Resident Evil Two. I believe is where he's two, from. Two, two, one. I don't know. It's one of those. Yeah, two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's going to be in the movie, but they are making him, wasn't he black? Wasn't he Afri- African-American in the game? I believe he was in the, I believe he was in the RE2 remake from what I'd seen. Yeah. Yeah. They're in the movie. They're making him white. Um, then they have, uh, I don't know who Brad Vickers is. I don't know if he's a Resident Evil character. He's, um, he was the helicopter pilot from Resident Evil 1. He got killed in Resident Evil 3 at the start. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's going to be in the movie. Uh, what about Richard Aiken? Um, I don't re- the name's familiar, but I don't recall exactly who that is. Richard Aiken. Um, oh no, wasn't he a member of like Stars Bravo team or something like that? I think, I think so. Uh, like the one of the people who were killed in the mansion, like early on. Yeah, he's part of Stars. Um, yeah, so he was part of the Bravo team. Yeah, Bravo team, communications expert. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Another actor I don't know playing him. Um, then they have Annette Birkin, you know, uh, William Birkin's wife in the movie. Yeah. I'm sure they probably have uh, Shelly yeah. Birkin in as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah they have Sherry Birkin. Um, Sherry. Yeah, sorry, Sherry, not Shelly. Yeah, so, I mean, some of the castings pretty good some of it's like meh some of them i i don't i don't know some of these actors yeah um, so i hope they do a good job yeah I, hope so. mm. I don't know um i'm hoping it's better than what we've seen in the past like uh i'm hoping so as well <laughs> like like i said the only decent one was the first movie and the rest from then on were just trash you know uh i don't understand why they had to make an original character from the movies who's never been in the games not even like it's kind of weird like still like they're still making Resident Evil games and Alice has never been mentioned or cameoed or anything in any of these games I'm like <laughs> but uh yeah like it became like a like it started as like a horror movie then it turned into like sci-fi territory which I mean Resident Evil does have sci-fi but then it turned into like superhuman sci-fi horror stuff you know she gains superhuman abilities like I mean, Wesker is okay. Um, like, I did like the guy who played Wesker in the movies. Um, but, like, she she could, like, what, like, uh, she was telepathic, too. Like, she was just, like, I don't know why they did that with Resident Evil. Interesting. It just yeah. turned into, like, a superhero movies. She was, like, a superhero. And then they had a clones of her. Mm. Um, well, and then, like, it turns out, like, the Alice who have been following isn't the real Alice. She's, like, a just a, a clone and that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's a weird take. I will say this. Um, with the new movie coming out, I'm really hoping that they end up doing it better than like the past films. And I'm actually kind of glad that we got into talking about the film a little bit at the end too, because that was a piece of Resident Evil territory. Like the video games are the main stable of the series and always will be, but the movie attempts are something no one really talks about. And I think because of the quality of many of them, there's a reason why no one really talks about them. But the video at the end of the day, resident evil is comprised of 
the video game series and has a very prominent and very good community. And even though it's had its ups and downs in video game quality over the years, it looks like it's heading in a fantastic direction with the release of Resident Evil Village coming up, which actually helped inspire me to want to do this episode in the first place. But with that being said, though, ladies and gentlemen, um, this is going to be the end of the episode here. We've been going for some time. And to those of you who stick here toward the end of the episode, I very much appreciate it. Um, Big thanks as well to Dalton for joining in on this episode. It was really great having you on the show, man. Yeah, no problem. Uh, thanks for having me. I never a problem, man. It was always it's great talking with another Resident Evil fan. And again, this episode I'm hoping to have up before the release of uh, Resident Evil Eight, so you guys will be able to at least enjoy like some of the stuff we discussed, like some of the video games, some theories, some like other branching parts of resident evil like being in other video games like fighting games and of the course the movies and other everything else we've talked about here so but once again everyone thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the boss cast podcast once again big thanks to dalton for joining us and until next time ladies and gentlemen i will see you in the next one